0: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisco. He's your host, James Rapine. The Bengals lose to the Chicago Bears in Chicago, 20 to 17, the score much closer than the game necessarily was although the Bengals did have a shot to steal this one down the stretch we'll get into really the way things unfolded in Chicago really as i said on the youtube open anyway uh, a game of missed opportunities in a lot of ways right the the first half the Bengals open up the game going empty a ton going mm-hmm. quick game a ton chicago starts sitting on everything joe burrow asked after the game hey how do you Counter that. How do you answer that? They're sitting on things. They're getting. They know they have a pass rush. They know you want to get the ball out quick. What do you do? Joe says, "Well, you throw the ball over the top." They didn't really do that until much later in the game. Jamar Chase making similar comments that you know we didn't really take shots until late in the game. So while the defense did give it up on the first drive, Bill Lazor did the Bill Lazor thing, right? That Cincinnati fans are used to. He had a good scripted drive for Andy Dalton. They score a touchdown on the first drive and. They have a good second drive, too, but then the defense really settled in. The offense, though, really never found its footing in this game. They end up with okay yardage totals, not good. Actually, bad. It's not okay. I'm wrong. They're, they're bad yardage totals. Um, but, but they did score a couple touchdowns there at the end of the game, uh, trying, to, trying to steal it. But really, the offense in this one is the culprit. They never got going.
1: They were awful. Dreadful. I mean pitiful poor uh whatever word you want to use to describe it it, that's what they were and this team yeah the defense showed up they did their part this team if they're going to win games it's going to be because the offense is winning games and the offense is is doing what it needs to do and my god jake were they just just dreadful i i don't really know another word to describe it Uh, maybe you know were they prepared you know you could get into that or why they were dreadful in bad and below average against a, a secondary that got its ass kicked to be honest by the los angeles rams and you roll in there after uh, you know the bears have heard all week about a 67 yard touchdown they gave up the van jefferson a 57 yarder uh to the rams as well and it's like oh well maybe we'll take some shots and instead they didn't that you're right they did this quick game and it's I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine that the the first – you know, the longest play up until Jamar Chase's 42-yard touchdown, which came with four-something left in the game. It was under the five-minute mark. So 55 minutes into the game, the longest play from scrimmage was a 22-yard pass to uh, Tyler Boyd, and it was a catch-and-run. This isn't 2020. It's 2021, and we heard all offseason about how they need to push the ball down the field, and their one advantage – Probably their biggest advantage when we were doing these shows last week previewing this matchup was what? These receivers versus that secondary and how they can exploit that. And I don't know what they did or what their logic was, but I think it's fair to say that they did not exploit it and and take advantage of their biggest edge. At least what we thought was their biggest edge going into this game on paper.
0: Yeah, I mean, you go back to the beginning of the game. You you have an idea. Like I understand the idea. The idea is the Bears have a really good pass rush. We'll get the ball out quickly. We'll we'll take what the defense is giving us and we'll move the ball. And you know, the first drive goes 48 yards. It does have a gift of a of a taunting penalty, I believe. As Jamar Chase had his uh first regular season drop. Joe Joe Burrow actually, you know, threads a needle in a very tight window on a slant and hits Jamar in the chest pads and Falls incomplete, but then Tashawn Gibson, I think for the bears stands over, uh, stands over chase and gets a taunting penalty. So the bear, the Bengals can continue going and, you know, eventually they end up punting from right around, actually they're in Chicago territory. They end up in fourth and 18, they, they get down to the Chicago 35, Robert Quinn gets in there for a sack and then they end up punting from the 43. So right there, right away. You've taken points off the board because Evan McPherson showed us in this game he can kick a 53 yard field goal. He did later kick a 53 yard field goal, but the first drive, you know, you you get down to the Chicago 35 and then you go incomplete, incomplete, sack, and it's short, short (laughs) sack. So, you know, like you said, James, there's one advantage, one significant advantage the Bengals have in this game, which should be whoever Jalen Johnson isn't covering, and (laughs) for whatever reason. A lot of the attempts early in the game went Jalen Johnson's direction. And, um, you know, there's probably space to take a shot play there at some point, but instead underneath, underneath, underneath. There were a couple play action plays early in the game. One of them went to Tyler Boyd. It's probably the catch and run you're talking about. The the ball goes behind the second level. It's a shotgun play action play. Then they do the wide zone play action look a couple times, and Burrow checks it down on both of them. So maybe – those were shot plays, and the Bears did a good enough job staying home and and um, getting pressure that Burrow had to check it down. And then, you know, there's another play that really stands out in my head, too, where the, the Bengals go uh, with a pick play on a third down, and Joe Mixon ends up in, again, Jalen Johnson's coverage because the Bears are ready for it. They switch the pick play, and instead of going wheel or just looking elsewhere, Joe Mixon is entirely erased by Jalen Johnson on the play. So the Bears, to their credit, did a really good job of preparing for some of the things the Bengals did, I think, but it's hard to watch that first half and think, you know, the Bengals didn't leave an opportunity on the field with uh, some of the, the play call selection and some of the, the, the design of how they wanted to attack this bears defense early.
1: It's like, they thought that the bears were just going to roll over. You realize that Chicago has heard all week, how much they suck. And, and the coaching staff heard all week how much they're getting it wrong by having Andy Dalton in and not Justin Fields. And like the the Chicago market's brutal, man. So of course they were going to come out fired up. And and so to me, I thought there were going to be some mistakes, some penalties early. We saw that. I mean, so first time in front of a home crowd, you know, on the road in how long. So some of that to me, I anticipated. But the thing I didn't like Jake and I get it. They scored two touchdowns in the final five minutes. One was gift wraps because... They kept Fields in and they told Fields to throw the ball, which was ridiculous to begin with. But, anyways, uh, t- they never responded. They never truly responded. And it was 20 to three, and the game was over. And I get it. They actually had a shot. And that's just because Matt Nagy's a doofus. But, th- like, really, this team, after it was seven to nothing at halftime, I was like, okay, they're going to. Coming out of the half, how do they respond? And they get the field goal, but it was an ugly drive that ended, you know, there was a sack on second down after they start driving, and they get the ball to Evans and they get into field goal range. And McPherson kicks it. And I'm like, okay, what are you gonna do here? And all they did was turn the ball over four times in the second half. That was it. So it was uh it was just ugly. And they never responded. I know what the score looks like they responded, but you, that I don't count that I just don't I mean the chase touchdown felt like a garbage time touchdown that was only fantasy relevant let's be honest here and, and that's the thing that worries me some because they had it they still have everything to prove and they went up, a t- up against against a team that was hungry that heard how much it sucked and the bengals got punched in the mouth and I was expecting them to punch back definitely in the second half and I don't think we saw that.
0: And it's the offense specifically. I do want to give them credit for like they they did make it a game at the end somehow after turning it over on four straight possessions. Yes, one of the turnovers was in some ways gift wrap. But also, again, I want to give credit. Really nice play for Logan Wilson. We'll talk about that probably a little bit later in the show when we talk about the defense. But yeah, missed opportunity is definitely a theme. Uh, Really, really focused on the offense here early. I mean, how about the first fourth down conversion attempt? This is where... A lot of fans early in the game on Twitter, James, were complaining about refs, and I was not really in agreement with them until, you know, I I did think T. Higgins got held on the fourth down. Like, I think that was pretty blatant, uh, and and he got away with it. Yeah, James was pulling his shirt on YouTube. That's exactly what happened, and that's why it looked like a contested catch. So, you know in some ways missed opportunity on fourth down T Higgins, you know, be bigger, be stronger, you know, but at the same time, you, you got to expect the rest to, to call the penalties that they should have called. And, and my only other complaint about the rest before we move off the rest for the rest of the episode is uh, I feel like Joe really wasn't protected in this game. I feel like he got hit late a few times and yep. you know, he's taken enough punishment and, and we'll talk offensive line, I guess. And and some of the hits he took in this game, but I, th- I feel like I remember three plays where he's hit well after the ball's gone and no protection from the refs on those.
1: Yeah. And, and that's something that, and I'm sure Zach did, but you need Zach, you need yeah. Joe, you need the other Joe, you need T. Everybody needs to sound, just let the officials know. I don't even get care, honestly, if you get called for a penalty because I don't want Bro getting hit and it not getting called. So uh, you, you got to be in their ear a bit and, and not as pleasant as you and I are uh, during this first, uh, first uh, segment of the show because uh, you know, there are words I guess they should say to the officials. I'm saying that we cannot say here on locked on
0: Bengals. That's right. And we'll talk a little bit more about this game. The defense again, played pretty well. We'll talk about what the defense did, right? Where there were some missed opportunities and what happened on four straight turnovers for this team in the second half. That's coming up next.
1: Hey, Bengals fans. Have you heard of get upside? It is a cool app where you can make free money, which look, Who doesn't like money? You like money. I know I like money. You can make up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas. Every time you fill up, all you got to do is download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus of $0.25 per gallon on your first fill up of the $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. All you got to do, again, is download the app for free, use promo code TOUCHDOWN, to get up to 50 cents cash back on your first tank. Some who drive are making as much as two to $300 a month. So go there now, get upside, download it in the app store or Google play and use promo code touchdown.
0: Could have used some more touchdowns today, James, they came late. Logan Wilson left <laughs> one on the field, you know, Justin Fields took it away from him. So second half, you mentioned they yeah. come out, they get a field goal. Uh, yeah that they probably could do better. They did convert again on a gifted penalty, a third and long third and 16 Joe Burrow, according to announcers, earns himself an acting award for drawing uh, a late hit out of bounds on the play. I mean, I think that's a pretty clear cut penalty and yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they end up in a, in a third and 18 because of a, of a Roquan Smith sack that looks like a busted play. Uh, you know, it looks like Burrow, was very frustrated after this play in particular Roquan Smith comes as a rusher and it looked like he maybe was trying to set up a screen the receivers didn't get the play call or something. And a really nice play for Chris Evans, by the way, Chris Evans sighting haven't talked about him in the regular season yet. Did a good job after the catch, getting the Bengals into Evan McPherson range where he kicks a 53 yard field goal. And you know, that's nice getting those 53 yard field goals. That's something that you take
1: was literally the highlight of the game up until the end right (laughs) i mean uh, you know there's a couple other ones but that's kind of crazy to think about but that's where we were in this game is there there were not many highlights and uh by the way side note because you mentioned the announcers and and so mark sanchez might be about as good of announcer as he was a court as a quarterback (laughs) just just throwing that out there like there were multiple times where i was like ah dude what are you doing like and then he referred to uh uh, Moody, uh, Mooney uh, Darnell Mooney in the first half, and, and he said it was um, the speedy uh, the speedster. I forget his name, so that's why I'm not doing Mark Sanchez's job. But I, Goodwin Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. But at least I didn't get the name wrong, Mark. Uh, e- either way, that was uh, that was a bit shaky as well.
0: You know what? I didn't actually mind Mark Sanchez. He messed up some names, but he was he was pretty good. Pretty snap. Did some Tony Romo things a little bit, oh and God. like he he has a long way to go. But uh, you know, oh. they're worst crews early on. I felt like this. It was like the Chicago home announcers actually for like the first drive of the game uh but but i think they did settle in so defense let's let's talk defense in this game right we talked early they gave up a nine play 75 yard touchdown drive bill laser did the bill laser thing he drew up a really nice drive and then they get a fourth down stop they get two really good stops on third and fourth down to get off the field on the second drive of the game for the bears which Sets up the Bengals in good field position and and, and then, you know, they get their own turnover and downs. We talked about the holding penalty that wasn't called, but that's it. That's really it for Chicago in this entire game. The remainder of their drives, four plays, six yards, six plays, 18 yards, six plays, eight yards, eight plays, 29 yards, three plays, minus four yards, four plays, five yards, three plays, three yards. So the defense did a really good job up until like the very last drive of the game when they had a chance for the Bengals to get the ball back. I mean, there's a series of really, really good work from the defense. Mm-hmm. So be careful if you want to blame Trey Hendrickson, who had a strip sack that should have been worth seven points for the Bengals. You know, he misses a tackle at the end on Justin Fields. That's where the game of inches doesn't go their way. They, they missed the, the scoop by an inch or two, and they missed that tackle on Justin Fields by an inch or two but you know what i think the defense does deserve credit the The final score 20 to 17 but the defense i think gives up seven points in the entire game
1: yeah i think they played great <laughs> i really do and you, you know again eli apple on that first drive for the second straight week you know we see just an awful penalty i and i don't know what the hell he was thinking why would you just shove
0: the, That's such a bad choice I, what are you doing
1: like it's ridiculous. Why would you – like, by the way, if he had done that last week against the Vikings, it wouldn't have been a first down because that's all he had to do was tackle to, to make the tackle on the sideline. Come on, Apple. Good gosh. Uh, that being said, the defense overall, yeah. I mean, DJ Reader, huge sack. That was fun to watch. Ogan Joby, disruptive again. And they they did their job. And that that's the other part of this that's so damn frustrating and should be frustrating if you're Zach Taylor and the Bengals. Defense playing well. And I think there was, believe it or not, I think it was a downgrade um, for whatever reason. If they were just playing it safe and and just, you know, playing ball control or whatever. uh, Justin Fields gave you a chance on that Logan Wilson interception, what we we should get to. But first, you mentioned the scoop, the potential scoop in score that Wilson went for. What are your thoughts on that? Because to me, there's always a risk when you try to scoop and score it because you might kick it. Your foot might kick it or something. I would have been fine with him, and I get thinking six. I do. I love the ingre- aggressive mentality. I'm also okay with him just diving on it there and just saying, all right, now we are in position to take that shot play and take the – it, it was 10-3 It was then, I believe. So, uh, or, or was it 7-3? It might have been 7-3 then. and uh, yeah. So 7-3. So it, it, then you give your offense a chance to take the lead. God, this was a slow-moving game, and then all hell broke loose towards the end. But uh, yeah, I wasn't mad at him for trying to scoop it. But if you do scoop it, man, you better scoop it and and not do what you did because uh, the game kind of unraveled from there.
0: Yeah. You asked what my thoughts were. My thoughts were the ball got so far away from everybody. Like it's all you got to do is pick it up and run it in. And then Justin Fields gets back into play. So, you know, credit Justin Fields for, for salvaging the football. And, and I agree with you. Like, if you're a linebacker and the ball is on the ground, don't let the quarterback end up with the ball that you have a chance to get. Like, that's a matchup you want your linebackers to win if you're trying to tug a war yeah. on a football. Uh, but, you know, Justin Fields, big, strong guy. And you credit him certainly for for making the play there to, to lead uh, really to, you know, the Bengals making a mistake instead of getting the ball where did Justin Fields recover the fumble? On his own 33-yard line. So instead of getting the ball on the Bears' 33-yard line, the Bengals instead started their own 35, and, and T. Higgins immediately fumbles in midfield. And so this is where things really start to come apart. Uh, so, so you wonder how the game changes. Probably big inflection point in the game is that fumble, right? Not falling on mm-hmm. it because the next play, T. Higgins fumbles, and T. Higgins doesn't necessarily fumble that ball. They don't necessarily call the same play if they're starting from Chicago's 33-yard line, or if they had scored a touchdown, they're just kicking it. Could be 10-7 the other way. Instead, it very quickly becomes 10-7 Chicago as Chicago goes goes on to kick a field goal after going 29 yards on eight plays after they get the ball back on a fumble recovery to the Cincinnati 39. So huge, huge flip. In the game here, at least
1: the six point flip,
0: I would say at least probably more. Yeah. At least six, probably in my opinion, 10. Probably. Yeah.
1: In time uh, and momentum and all of the good stuff that comes with that.
0: Well, and and then maybe things don't just completely unravel, right? So you're down 10, seven. You're in the third quarter, I believe. 10-3. No, early fourth quarter at this point. 10, three. three. Yeah. 10 to three. Yeah. My bad. You're down 10-3. You're early in the fourth quarter. And then Joe Mix or Joe Burrow throws really an unforgivable pick. But at this point, like the offense has entirely changed. And maybe we should come back to this and talk about the craziness of what's a fourth quarter. Because like all game, we're seeing a lot of empty, a lot of short game, a lot of quick game. And then suddenly in the fourth quarter, they come out and they start doing what they did last week against the Vikings. And they're they're under center, they're running wide zone. And and then You know, they end up in shotgun and Joe Burrow throws a, a really bad interception. Great play for Roquan Smith. But, yeah, let's talk about the next three turnovers on the next three drives in just a minute.
1: Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching your sports highlights from your phone and you got your neighbors, best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way that you can bring all of the entertainment you love together in one spot it's called Direct TV Stream. It brings live TV and on demand favorites together like never before. And it means you can watch your favorite sports, your movies, shows in one spot. So get rid of the clutter and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. All you got to do to sign up is go to directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
0: This episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar and their nine delicious flavors. James Rapine tweeting a photo of his pregame Bilt Bar mm-hmm. as he holds up yeah, his baby, current Bilt Bar on our YouTube stream. If you don't know the flavors, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate and salted caramel are all out there for you. In addition to limited time flavors and not only are they packed with protein. Covered in 100% real chocolate, they only have 130 calories. 17 grams of protein on 130 calories. Man, that's some efficient stuff when it's coated in chocolate. Go to builtbar.com right now. Check out their selection. Use promo code lock 15 You'll save 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code lock 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com.
1: You know, Jake, I might have to send Zach Taylor some built Bars. That might be the only way he's going to recover. From a, a loss like this. Can I give you a quick Zach Taylor stat or two? Yeah. All right. Uh, Fox broadcast. He's, he's 0 for 20 now uh, on, on games he's trailing in the third quarter. Uh, or mm-hmm. going after the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter. That's brutal. And since they rallied, this stat gets worse. He's 3-14-1 now in one score games. <laughs> if they hadn't rallied, that number wouldn't have been hurt. But he's 3, 14, and 1, Jake. Okay, let's dive into the offense and the craziness that was the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, so the first interception comes after the Bengals go run heavy, right? They go run, run, pass on a third and four. And they, they complete it to Tyler Boyd. That's that 22-yard play you mentioned earlier in the show. Then they go run, run, pass, and they get third and three again. And at this point in the game, I'm thinking like, man, how many third and shorts are you going to have in this game? And and that's a result of, in this case, the running game, but early in the game it's because they're doing quick passing game stuff and they're not taking any shots. And they try to go short again. And, well, we talked about it earlier. Joe Burrow talked about it in his press conference. The Bears know they have a good defensive line that's going to get pressure. They know you're going empty a ton. And they know the ball's coming out quick, regardless of what you're doing right now in this game. And you've been doing it the entire game. So Roquan Smith starts over the center. And the ball goes to the right side around, I I think, the the numbers on the right side to Tyler Boyd at the second level. And Roquan Smith from the snap, Joe Burrow locks on to Tyler Boyd. And Roquan Smith dead sprints to the spot, and, and it looks like it's a pass for Roquan Smith. So really good read, really good play for Roquan Smith. But, man, just bad, bad decision for Joe Burrow. Need to be better with your eyes. Next drive right away, they go run on first down. They get second and six. And again,
1: I hated the run call, by the way. Keep going.
0: Yeah, it was a little weird when you're down 17 three at the same time, like, you know, 17 three with 10 minutes left. The way your defense has been playing, it's okay. But the very next play, he stares down T. Higgins and Jalen Johnson's coverage. And again, great play from Jalen Johnson. Maybe there's some pass interference. Maybe not. I don't think so. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just a a good tight coverage play and, and Johnson's watching Burrow stare down Higgins and he just breaks on the ball. And this is not the first time in the game that Jalen Johnson has made a similar play. The Bengals get an immediate stop. Three plays minus four yards. Talked about this drive earlier. Only two minutes off the clock. The Bengals get the ball back. They go one play and, uh, Joe Mixon can't pick up a blitzer. And Joe Burrow follows through onto the Blitzer's helmet. I think it was Alec Ogletree. And the ball flutters to uh, a defensive lineman named Blackson for the Chicago Bears, who I haven't heard of before. And uh, that's how the Bengals turned it over on four straight drives. I mean, one of those is not Burrow's fault. Two of them, just awful choices by Joe Burrow. Poor eye discipline, in my opinion. Uh, Trying to force things, and he said that after the game. But also, you kind of wonder, like, what if they just dialed up a shot play there? What if they just dial up four verts and just like t- take the governor? I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even going to say it's a governor. Cause like, I, I, again, I get what they're doing, but it hasn't worked. And so you wonder, you know, ca- can you, can you take a shot play as I almost knocked my water cup over and maybe the game looks different earlier?
1: Well, if if you played for the Bengals, you would have knocked that water cup over in the fourth quarter. I mean, what, yeah, you're right. They need to be taking shot plays and they need to find a way to get into a rhythm and, and do like that's the thing is the good offenses, right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the difference between them and say the Minnesota Vikings who are, you know, great to good, or good to great. And you want to be a great offense is if you're getting your ass kicked for 45 minutes of the game in the fourth quarter, you have something you can go to that's just going to get things going. And, and that's it. And you can just go. And I think Burrow instinctively was like, well, damn it, we got to do something. And you're right. He just missed it with Smith. Didn't see him at all. And it's a nice play by him, but that's a bad throw. And, and he's forcing it a bit. And I don't want him to feel like he has to force it. And, the, you know, the forcing it to me when I do want Burrow to force it is if it's chase one-on-one, deep ball, we're down by seven, and let's just take a shot here. And if that gets picked and it's 50 yards downfield, well, it's a, it's a pseudo punt anyway because that doesn't hurt you as much. And, and so, yeah, I don't really know why there wasn't as many shots. I don't. I don't know if it was the, if there's a look behind it. I'm sure there's some kind of logic, right, but I don't like it. And, and at some point, even so, I, you almost can't worry about what the defense is doing. Burrow was getting hit. He had nine hits. At 1.5 sacks, they took one away. He was sacked four times. So he's taking hits anyway. At least try to get the ball downfield. Try to spread it out a little bit. Try to open things up. So maybe Mixon can get a running lane. Maybe Boyd will be open underneath. Maybe there won't be someone sitting on T. Higgins all day long when he's running those comebacks or curls. And that's uh, that. That's the thing that, uh, that really bugs me uh, about what we saw because the fourth quarter was kind of an accumulation of all of that. And then they decided to go deep. Burrow misses Chase on the first one. When I think you and I might have gotten open with the way they were sitting on those routes. And uh, and then Chase gets open again, and they're able to, to connect for the touchdown.
0: Yeah, the first one was kind of brutal. Like, that's a bad miss to Chase. Very like, brutal. It's awesome. an Andy Dalton throw. And I know this is going to sound incredibly negative to people, but the, the throw goes out of bounds. And Jamar Chase is like five yards behind Jalen Johnson, who's sitting. He's absolutely sitting. It's not even a double move. It's just, I'm going to give you a quick little shimmy as I try to get outside you. And the ball goes... Out of bounds. Easy touchdown off the board. Maybe not easy because it's a downfield throw, but that's a throw you need Joe Burrow to make. Then a couple plays later, Jamar Chase really bails out Joe Burrow on that deep touchdown. Again, I know this is going to sound really negative, but it's a fantastic job by Chase adjusting to the pass that drifts inside a little bit, brings the safety into the play. Eddie Jackson, the deep free single high on the play, never finds the ball in the air. And so he's trying to read... Trying to read Chase's momentum, but Chase puts the brakes on, comes inside, catches the ball, and then Jackson runs into his corner. And that's her easy touchdown for T. Higgins. And right away, the next drive, just to talk about the crazy end of this game, the the Bears throw it with Justin Fields and Logan Wilson roboting out of there. They show blitz and he drops out. They showed this last week. Uh, Justin, no, uh, Adam Thielen scored a touchdown on this play. Um, in, in Mike Hilton's coverage, they showed this similar look where they bring pressure and they drop Logan Wilson out trying to find a crosser. This time he does find the crosser and Justin Fields throws it right to him. And, and again, the very next play, the uh, Joe Burrow T. Higgins touchdown helps my fantasy team. That's uh, that's very helpful for my Joe Burrow T. Higgins stack. But at this point in the game, you think, hey, the Bengals have a chance here. Somehow, somehow the Bengals have a chance here and it, it comes down to a third and nine And the Bengals have a chance, if they get a tackle on this play, to get the ball back before the two-minute warning with the timeout left. And Trey Hendrickson is, is, you know, this close to another tackle in the backfield on Justin Fields. Can't quite make the play. Justin Fields uses his legs, gets the first down. and, And from there, there's like a very small chance the Bengals can get the ball back with 30 seconds left. But David Montgomery quickly gets the first down, and the game is over. So... Pretty wild conclusion to the game. Justin Fields, not as scary for the most part as expected, but did make a game-winning play, I guess, down the stretch there when he needed to, so credit him for that. But when, when we look back at this game in four months, this is going to feel like a missed opportunity, I think. It's going to feel like the offense needed to get on track earlier. What, what the heck happened with the offense in this game? Because it, it just feels like this should not happen. You shouldn't be down twenty to three in the third quarter against any defense, and and uh, the offense is <laughs> the one that's giving up the points too, and that's yeah. what's frustrating. Is like the defense played well, the offense is the one that's giving up these extra points, and they're not scoring on their own right. So tough game, tough game.
1: It, it was, and look, you're right. I and I, what what did I say going into this game? I called it a must win, and is that the right? description maybe not maybe it was a prove-it game for zach taylor for this this team to prove that they could not only have a big win at home but rebound from that and beat a team that i think they should have beat and that's why i called it a must win because if you're going to be a 10-win team you should beat the chicago bears justin fields like i said i actually think i was less scared of Fields than Dalton. Dalton was running on him too, and that's how he got dinged up. And he was playing really well. And I was like, "Oh man, this is good, Dalton. Like, it's it's not like there were nearly, you know, a, a tip ball here or there, or an almost interception. No, he was playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, and so that happens. And the wild card to me was Fields. So if that doesn't beat you, then what does? Your offensive-minded head coach not getting it done, right? Joe Burrow not getting it done. T. Higgins not getting it done. Those should be certainties in a game like this. Those should be things that I'm not worried about or questioning if they're going to win nine, ten games this year. And so I totally agree with you. And there are going to be some that find comfort in, oh well, the Steelers lost to the Raiders. It's a winnable game in Pittsburgh. I got, I got some something to sell you, some land in, in a, in a hell of a lot more built bars that I hope you're already eating. If you think that Pittsburgh isn't going to be, it's going to be a crazy environment next week. in in Pittsburgh, regardless of whether or not TJ Watt plays or not. And we'll focus in on all that stuff later this week. But just because the Steelers look beatable does not mean that they shouldn't have won today against the Chicago Bears. They absolutely should have. And when we're talking about seven wins to nine wins or making that jump to double digits, this is one of those games that I think you're right. We're going to be talking about looking back at, like, what the hell are you guys doing to lose even though it looks a little better 20 to 17 than it actually was.
0: They had a chance. And man, like there was a point when Logan Wilson had that interception, I'm like, okay, if they, if they, if Joe Burrow actually gets this ball back, I think they'll actually win. And we, we never got to find <laughs> out. And maybe yeah, that's the, they were, the fan me talking they were so
1: close to getting him the ball. I mean, they were popping. I mean, Jesse Bates had a huge hit on second down, huge tackle. And I'm like, they may get the ball back. And, This close, but look, if they learn from this and maybe they do go on the road and beat Pittsburgh and then four days later, welcome Jacksonville, you you know, then it's okay. But that game is going to be so much harder than this bears game was. I think it's going to be so much more difficult with or without TJ Watt.
0: and, uh, you know, we can get get into that
1: later this week. He did. Yeah. He he was out for the game with a groin injury. We'll see if he plays next week, but, uh, even if he doesn't you know, I think this Bears team isn't as, as good as that Steelers team.
0: Well, that, that Steelers offense is a train wreck. So, you know, there's that. I, I Again, I still think the Steelers game is a winnable game. But, you know, I thought this was a winnable game. And then the offense came out and uh, laid an uh-huh. egg until it was just, you know, not quite enough. A little too little, a little too late. And The thing that I'm going to be looking at in my rewatch is is the offensive line. Again, you mentioned it, Joe Burrow getting hit too much. Part of that is the design of the offense. Part of that is offensive line communication. But again, this week, not a whole lot of individual losses. You know, they had a hard time handing off some stunts. They had a free rusher here or there. Joe Mixon didn't pick up a blitz that led to an interception. So it's a a mixed bag. It's not all offensive line. So before you go blaming the offensive line, and I'm not saying they played great today because I haven't gone back and watched again yet, but th- there's more to it than that. Joe Burrow didn't play very well today. On the plus side, you know, the, the defense did play really well, and, you know, they get another offense to potentially feast on in the Pittsburgh Steelers, and hopefully this year the Bengals are not a get-right team for opposing offenses. We'll find out more about how that looks against the Pittsburgh Steelers next week, unfortunately. In this one, the Bengals dropped to 1-1, 17 and Chicago to Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, Chicago Bears. Until next time, Bengals fans, day, and have a good one.